I'm content creator Mary Barnett, also known as Mobile Mary. I'm the founder of Another Brilliant Idea, and I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs grow their business with digital marketing and communication tools, tips, and resources that empower them to be bold and stand in their brilliance on my globally recognized show, Brilliant Marketing with Mary. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Brilliant Marketing with Mary show. I'm so excited for you to be here today, and we have so much awesomeness to share with you. I'm actually excited because I have an amazing guest who is going to help you make your content go viral. Yes, this amazing girl is actually an influencer. People like say, oh, influencer this, influencer that. Well, this girl actually is an influencer, and I have known her since she was this is an old term, knee high to a grasshopper. She, I've seen her grow up and become this amazing, amazing woman of God and so talented in the digital marketing space. And I'm just so thrilled because, um, again, known her since she was young and she has just blossomed and taken the world by storm. And she's actually being hired by brands to help promote them. And she's going to help you as a small business owner do the same thing for your brand. So I want to introduce her today um, because I'm just absolutely thrilled to have time with her. I actually see her in the theater every once in a while um, where we grew up together, I, I'd like to say, because <laughs> I'm really just a child at heart, right? Um, but I'm going to read her her amazing biography before I bring her on um, because I know she'll be embarrassed. And maybe there's one person in the world who doesn't know her. So um, I'm going to read this so you can actually learn who she is. So her name is Gabby Gonta, and she is a brand strategist, content creator, and on-camera host whose social media content strategy has gained tens of millions, with an M, of views for her personal brand, as well as household name brands like Amazon, Mars, Sony, PopSockets, and more. I just love following her on social media. She's so much fun. And her company is Digital Magician Studios, and it's a creator-led social media marketing agency that specializes in viral TikTok content for brands. So without further ado, let me bring up the beautiful, the wonderful, the smart, the funny, the charming, <laughs> Gabby Ganta. Here she is. Yay! Oh my gosh, what an intro. Thank you so much, Mary. Oh my gosh, you are so welcome. Well, seriously, Gabby, I, again, I would ask her permission um, to share this because um, I I don't know, what, what year did you join CAT, which is the local children's theater in our area that my children grew up in? What, what age did you start? I remember seeing my first show at CAT was The Wizard of Oz when I think I was eight or nine years old. And then um, I finally started auditioning when I was 10. And I did shows all throughout graduating high school in 2018, which is no 2014. I did graduate college in 2018, okay. which was so long ago now. But yeah, I spent so much of my childhood at CAT and met so many amazing people like you and your family. Oh, that's so sweet. And I love your family. So it's fun. In fact, your mom, I texted her and I said, Gabby's going to be on my show. She was all excited. So yay. yay. That's <laughs> awesome. You come from good stock, girl. Um, so we're going to talk today about how to make your content go viral. And I have tons and tons of questions for you. Um, and she also just a little, you know, announcement. She also just agreed to be in my new book that's coming out called Influence. Yay. 
And it's basically how people who are considered influencers in their market, not only on social media, but in real life, um, how they've grown to be an influence in their industry and how they use their influence for good and not evil. Because <laughs> I truly believe yeah. that we all have the capacity, right? Um, and there's a term, Gabby, I don't remember. Is it heavy as the head that wears the crown? There's like a there's a term like when you have a lot of responsibility or you have a lot of influence, you have a responsibility to people who are watching you. Have you ever heard that term before? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that it's just a lot of power. Learn how to use it and how you want to use it and who you want to be and who you want to help other people become as well. Right. Exactly. So I was just thinking that before we get started, because again, I have so many questions for you, like how you got started, how did you get into this industry? What did you do? What did you do right? And what did you do wrong? Like things like sometimes people go, I wish I would have known. Like we don't know what we don't know until we know it and they go, oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and if you yeah. can help someone like leapfrog over those landmines, um, that's what I love to do. It's like when I hear people who are doing certain things, I've been in business for 34 years and I'm only 35. So, wow. <laughs> that's my amazing. Story. To it. Um, is I love when people, I see people doing so. I'm like, well, well, wait, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? So I would love for you to share some of those as well. But before we get going, I want to show your, um, your sizzle reel, your content reel that might give people a little bit more um, kind of breadth of what you guys do at your company. Is that okay if we show that first? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, let's awesome. Start. So I'm going to bring it up and then I'm going to bring us down into the green room so everybody can see it. And then if you guys have questions in the comments um, when the show airs, um, I, we will definitely circle back and answer your questions. So let's bring this up and we'll bring us down and we will get started. Okay, here we go. Can you imagine this? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm bringing you back up on screen. <laughs> that was so impressive. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's bring me to my first question. How did you get started in doing this? Yeah. So um, I actually got started, I would say 
all the way back doing theater, like we were mentioning before. And, um, you know, that just made me really comfortable in front of the camera and, um, you know, really enjoying being just, you know, a representative of myself and showing my personality, but like also just performing, like I loved doing that. Um, So when I went to college, I studied broadcast journalism at Pepperdine and graduated um, with that. And then I ended up going to USC for a master's program after that, also in broadcast journalism. And so, you know, I, I always thought I would. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Well, I'm going to have to end the interview right now because I'm a Bruin and I have a rule. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you have a fantastic program. I'm very proud of you. I was just my way to dig, you know, in the. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anyways, of course. Go ahead. I'm so course. sorry. Yeah. So tell me about um, the master's. So seriously, wow. I remember you going through that and I was so impressed with you. So what did they, now I know you don't have to get a degree to become an influencer or do what you do, but tell me how you felt that that gave you an edge or an advantage. Yeah, of course. So I went in studying broadcast journalism. I know I wanted to be on camera because I just feel very comfortable and uh, excited doing that. So I thought I wanted to become a news reporter, you know, local news kind of go through up the ranks and do all of that. Um, and I did a couple internships, one at NBC here in LA, and I was doing a lot of like breaking news and chasing the fire and the car chases and all those things. And um, it was really fun. I enjoyed being on camera, but it was, it just became like really heavy for me. And I didn't see like a long-term career doing that. So I transitioned more into like the entertainment space um, where I felt like it was just more lighthearted and, and fun and um, found that I did that. So I started going more of the entertainment route. And that's what I really studied at USC was like entertainment, broadcast journalism. Oh. Um, but then I also realized, you know, I didn't want to necessarily move to the small town and like do reporting and like maybe make it up, you know, back to LA one day. I really wanted to stay here and stay within the entertainment industry. So that's when I kind of transitioned instead into doing social media content where I was still on camera. I was still creating, you know, visual video content, which has always been my, what I'm best at, I think. Um, And I think it was a great decision because with just the numbers and the sheer amount of people on social media and online right now, like I get more views on my social media videos than I probably would if I was on TV, you know, like real TV. So I think it's kind of the perfect combination of everything I love. Yeah. If you look at the statistics, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm mobile Mary, right? So I was kind of on the cutting edge of people being on their mobile phone. And I actually, to be honest, feel a little guilty that now people spend so much time on their phone and they don't lift their head and experience the world. I'm like, um, you could put it down now. But I remember when I first started back in 2007 is when I first got into the mobile space. I launched software in 2009. Like literally people were like, I would go speak on stages as an innovation expert, right? And people would be like, well, we have a family phone. Like we keep it in the car for emergencies. I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, in five years, you yeah. literally won't leave the house without your phone, your count, your wallet, and your keys. Like, those are the things. And they're, they're like, okay. And I'm like, see you then. You know, walk off the stage. So I, you know, again, I kind of push people to go into mobile. So again, I take full responsibility for it. I apologize. But, but it's so true. I think people, it's a whole new world. And it used to be called the third screen. Now it's the first screen. Like, people read their email. They get their data, their news, everything 
you know, and again, you have a desktop, I'm sitting in front of a desktop, um, but there's a different reason. So obviously these social platforms have totally taken off. And um, I love that you have, are living in this amazing generation that like that is a thing that you can, again, use for good. And there's some people using for yeah. evil, which, you know, that's we're trying to encourage uh, the good. So I love that people are going to follow you and not someone who won't teach that. So I love that. Okay. So the other question is, um, we just looked at your demo reel and it was so impressive because I've actually wa been watching you for years um, representing other brands, but you're on the screen. But a lot of that was um, the other, the company out in front, like you're not. So tell me like what the difference is and like maybe a, share a client success story. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, we've done at my company that we've had going for about two, a little over two years now, we've done a lot of different services. There was a lot of, you know, VFX, some of it's vertical video for social media, some of it's horizontal for like YouTube. Um, so we've done a lot. I, I think our, uh, what we're focusing on right now is now the vertical video TikTok content. And basically our business model right now is to take a brand who wants to either start on TikTok, maybe they're not on TikTok yet, or refresh their page, you know, we'll work with them. And then basically what we do is we hire a content creator to become the face of their brand because we find, you know, um, that's the best way to really personify a brand is to put kind of a name and a face and a personality behind it so people can relate to you that way. I love that. Um, that works especially well on TikTok. So that's what we like to pitch brands. You know, we're going to find the perfect creator that's going to represent your brand and really become in, a part of it and um, represent it well. So what we did um, most recently was with pop sockets. So, you know, the little plastic circle on the back of your phone, right? To, um, you know, common name. Yeah. Oh, she's got one. Yeah. I've got in one fact, this right is here. a case that has a pop socket built into it. Look at that. I love so that. So it goes, it goes <laughs> flat when I'm, you know, so I bought the case that had it. Like it was like a combination of otter and pop socket. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In case yeah, you need so a, a little bit older of a testimonial. You let me know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, for sure. You. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, so they're, they're one of our most recent clients, um, and they have had a TikTok page before, but content was, it looked like a TV commercial. It wasn't, you know, platform. Um, it wasn't good for the platform. So basically, we rehauled everything, came up with a new content strategy. We hired two super fun Gen Z creators with, you know, a really good dynamic and they were our full-time creators for them. They, I think they produce, uh, like 10 to 20 videos per week for us to post, um, which is about two or three per day, Monday through Friday, which is just turning out a ton of content. Yeah. Um, so I was the head of content for that, you know, coming up with the brainstorming and the ideas and the execution and doing the research. Um, and leading that team of our creators and, you know, other assistants and things like that. So we did that for them for a few months. We gained, I think about 70,000 or so followers in three or four months. Um, Fantastic. And it was, yeah, it was super fun. I mean, it was, um, so in that case, I guess, you know, we hired other people to be the face of that brand. One of our other clients is Naudry Jewelry, which is a special occasion jewelry brand. So maybe you've seen them in Nordstrom or Bloomingdale's, but um, this is my like 
set for them back here. That's why it's very like jewelry and fashion. Oh, cool. um, I actually pulled them up on TikTok. So if we have time, I'll, I can show some of what you're doing there too. This is awesome. Yeah. If, if you go, if you look up Nadri jewelry on TikTok, it's just all of my face as well, because uh, for them, um, you, we hired myself to be their creator uh, because it just kind of made sense um, right. for, I was, a, you know, good for their demographic and kind of knew the space um, working in fashion before. So in that case, you know, I'm their creator in the face of that brand. Um, so that's kind of what we do with our current business model and hiring creators and me being a creator as well. Yeah, I was actually just going to ask you that, but your agency's business model is. Um, and so you just kind of answered that, which is awesome. But uh, as a piggyback onto that question, how can, if I was a small business watching this and I was like, well, I'd like to be the face of my business because obviously everyone is the face of their own business, even though they're like thinking, oh no, I don't want to whatever. You have to get over that because, <laughs> right? People want to buy from a person. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they, that's why brands like Nike picked on, you know, Michael Jordan, right? Because he had a, a good positive influence, right? And he, they, people could relate to him. They wanted to be like him and they wanted to buy the shoes he was wearing, right? Mm -hmm. So how would you suggest that someone start being the face of their business and what would be something they could do so they could make their brand go viral? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, just really being authentic to like who you are and your brand story and not being shy to, or scared to like be authentic, I guess. Right. Like even with me, with my personal brand. So, you know, apart from DMS and, and the agency work, I have my own personal brand, which is Gabby's gift guide, which I'm sure we'll talk about more, but yeah. for that, for that, that's like, um, my personal brand, what I want to become like building that into more of a small business. So, in that case, like, um, I, as you know, I'm a millennial slash Gen Z person. So I'm like on the edge. So I like, you know, grew up pretty much without social media and then like, um, got into it in like high school and college and stuff like that. Right. When Instagram and everything was so much like, you know, edit your pictures to be perfect. And like, you know, everything has to look, look beautiful and perfect. Right. If you're going to post it on the internet, um, and now that's just like not the case anymore. Everyone wants to see your authentic self and like unedited pictures and videos and they want to see the behind the scenes and not everything has to be perfect. So that's what I struggle with is trying to like make everything I put out like polished and beautiful, but like that stuff doesn't perform well. I've seen it's the like behind the scenes and the like, oh, the mess up moment or whatever. Like that's what people relate to because that's what real life is. Right. So I would say, don't be afraid to show like the hard times or the the behind the scenes because you'll be surprised that that's what people actually want to see. Right. Thank you for saying that. I have been telling that to my clients for years because you look at the numbers on the back end, right? The numbers mm -hmm. don't lie. And people love, I mean, it's like living, we're in reality TV time, right? Mm -hmm. It's, um, mm -hmm. did you ever see the movie um, Truman with um, Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, back in the nineties, I think, but it was basically, he didn't know he was living in a reality TV show, everybody in his world, which is sad. Like if you look at the back, that released, it kind of got dark, but the, <laughs> it was like, oh my God, this poor guy, he can't leave. He has his own, everyone's fake around him. Like, ah, but yeah. that's the thing he was living. And when he would fall down or when he got his heart broken 
or when something went wrong, that's when the, you know, the viewership would go up because people like were into the saga, like oh, what's happening. And, you know, back in the day, they, I don't think, I don't even know if soap operas technically, I think there's like one or two left, but that was the draw because people would say, I'm watching my stories. Like I had some neighbor who had never come out of her house between these times because she was watching her stories. It's like, okay. Um, but that was her reality. Like she loved these people's lives. And so it, that was of course all fake, but I think that's why people are drawn in. They want to know when someone, you know, and the whole Kardashian thing and the whole, um, uh, my daughter, you, you'd obviously know Haley, got grew up with her. Um, the Vanderpump rules is like, she can tell you every detail of every character's life, and how they intertwine <laughs> it, why this is important and why this is, and who hates who and why. And it's like, Wow, like there's so much. And I think that um that just is another testimony why we need to be real because people want the real. They don't want the um yeah. yeah. So and I'm sure you've and again I don't I'm gonna mess up the statistic, but years ago I remember um a friend of mine was doing this study and found that if you told your videos um and you do them vertical, which is the mm -hmm. standard TV format, right? And it was just great on LinkedIn. It's great on YouTube, right? It's, it's long form video. Um, and it's very polished. You sit behind a desk, you have a little graphic, blah, blah, blah. It was very, when people started holding their cameras vertically, which is long form ver vertical, the viewership went up so high because people believed it was like live video was true versus uh -huh. polished. And people wanted yeah. to know with everything going on, what was really true. They were so sick of like people shoveling BS, right? And so mm -hmm. I'm sure you find the same thing when you provide that kind of content for people. So has is there been like a, I know we talked a little bit about your client stories. Has there, has there been something that you tried and didn't work or wish, ooh, we shouldn't have gone that direction so people can learn from that? Yeah, for sure. I think, um... I think it's kind of along the same lines of overthinking everything um, and, you know, trying to make everything perfect. I know in, you know, working with pop sockets, we would think for a long time about video ideas, even every single time, every client, even my own stuff, you know, overthinking um, how to make it perfect. You know, what should I do here? Are people going to like this? And just like thinking about it way too much or even like putting too much time into it, doing a lot of takes or like filming a bunch of stuff that just like always, it just like never works because it's so much like, um, so much effort. Right. So I think, and this is a great like tip. It's one of my, it's my tip that we're going to share. Um, <laughs> keeping it simple. Yes, exactly. And it's like, it's a great tip because honestly, it's going to help, you know, you to spend less time and have better results. Don't, you know, isn't that what we always want? So, right. um, every single time, literally not joking, every client account, every video, every single time I, you know, just had an idea come to me out of the blue, super quick, like, um, executed it, filmed the video, posted it five, 10 minutes. Like those go viral, like millions and millions of views. And, it's insane because you're like, how do I, how do I plan for that? You know, I'm such a planner. And right. so I'm, I'm, not, I'm telling you to not plan. I'm telling you to let things come to you naturally. Right. Just do it. You know, so many videos where um, those videos, when I was like thinking about it and doing them, I would literally text my like assistant or my business partner. Like, is this, uh, what do I say? I'm like, is this funny or dumb? <laughs> like, if you're thinking, like, if that's the question you have, like, 
is this like good or bad? Like it could go either way. It's like that strong of a, of a thing. It's usually good. And like, definitely like put it out on the internet and it'll, it'll probably do well for you. <laughs> That's awesome. Cause you know, the beauty of digital is that if it really sucks, you could take it down. I mean, they say there's a digital footprint, so it's all, you know, someone can always find it. But if you delete it off your page or off your feed or whatever, you know, it's just not as accessible for, except for people who want to find certain things. Right. But for the majority of the time, it's okay. Like we yeah. teach, um, you know, on courses and, um, you know, obviously social as well. Um, and people are like, oh my gosh, I said, that's the beauty. It's not back in the day where you had a printed book and you'd have to throw all the books away and mm -hmm. reprint them if there was a, something wrong. Now you just go in and edit it. Like it's so much better. But I would imagine based on, because you have a company that manages for people, there has to be a strategy, right? You can't just do everything off the cuff. You have an overarching yes. strategy. How do you kind of, um, how do you kind of take a step back and, and look at that? Is it all based on campaigns? Is it based on time of year? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think my main foundation of when I'm doing content strategy for myself or, or other brands would be to, it's definitely about timeliness, you know, what's happening right now, what's trending right now, what are people talking about, um, doing a lot of research on social media already. Um, another tip that I would have is like, um, just not copy, but get inspired by other people, right? So sure, sure. scrolling, scrolling on TikTok. Uh, first step, if you want to like start creating content, would be to look and see what other people are doing, right? Like this is not our, this is not the first year of social media being a huge thing. There's people who have done it um, for so long, had so much success. So like they've already like laid the blueprint and the have the the pathway paved for you, you know. So right. like go, go see what's working for them. You don't have to start from scratch. A right. lot of my videos are inspired by other creators, um, whether that's using the same music or the same concept, because it's it's never going to be the same exact video, right? Because you are right. your own person, you have your own personality, your own everything. So if you take inspiration from somebody else, that's going to give you a head start. And um, yeah, just really going to like help you get there. So I would say like doing the research, literally find other creators or marketers or influencers or whoever, like exactly. Like in your industry, you mean like somebody like if you sold, like I was just talking to a, a client of mine who does cybersecurity software. Mm -hmm. And so looking and seeing what other people in the cybersecurity industry yeah. are doing, right? Yeah. Getting ideas. And you might actually be the first. If you're in a very niche, niche, niche <laughs> industry, there mm -hmm. might not be people doing hardly anything. Yeah. And so can you imagine, you know, standing out now, you mentioned something that I thought was um, kind of interesting because I had some follow-up question on this, but you um, gave me, uh, I asked you for a brilliant marketing share. Mm -hmm. um, and this is your marketing share that TikTok has 1 billion people globally monthly, I should say global monthly active users. So there's so many new eyes to discover your brand or product. So I have a quick follow-up question to this, but tell me what you meant by this. Yeah, so I think um, people sometimes are still looking at TikTok as like, oh, the silly like Gen Z people where they're just like doing dances or whatever. But it's like so, so much more than that now. Um, and it's just social media has, you know, dem uh, democratized uh, the way that you can get yourself seen, right? And right. Um, 
especially TikTok is is built so perfectly for the little guy or the small business to be go go viral with your story and really connect with people because people on there are willing to hear you out and willing to buy your product if they believe in it. So I think um, you know my tip would be to or my share would be to give TikTok a chance if you haven't yet and um, have some fun with it. I think you'd be surprised at how much traction you can get from it. Sure, and it's so easy. But um, conversely, mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit and you said it'd be okay to ask you. There's a lot of drama, a lot of controversy right now about TikTok and it might be going away in the US. Mm -hmm. One, what is your opinion on that? And two, if it does go away, what is your solution to that? Yes, great questions. I mean, this is definitely a hot topic right now. And I've been doing a lot of research and, uh, you know, figuring out my opinion and obviously plans for the future since it's so tied up into my livelihood and career at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm a big fan of TikTok. It has brought me so many opportunities and so many people around me that I've seen other creators who have built careers and brands. And I think it just, like I said before, gives such an opportunity for the person who isn't known, isn't seen to finally have eyes on something amazing they're creating. So I absolutely love it for that. Um, you know, of course, it's sad to see that there's issues going on in the back end that kind of um, threatens that, I guess. Um, so my, in my ideal world, obviously, I would love TikTok to stick around and also have more of those security issues taken care of. Um, not sure exactly what's going to happen with that. So of course, you know, we always need to have a backup plan. I would say yeah. that at the moment for my brand and my clients brands, we're suggesting to start building an audience on other platforms if you haven't yet. Right. Um, so what I'm doing for my gift guide specifically, so my, my main following for my gift guide, Gabby's gift guide is on TikTok. Um, I have almost 250,000 followers there. So obviously that's huge. And like, that's my main platform. So I'd hate for it to go away, but, um, <laughs> you know, at the same time, I am posting all of my videos on YouTube as well. YouTube is obviously tried and true, been here forever, not going anywhere. So they're also prioritizing short form vertical video content on YouTube shorts. So I'm building up my portfolio there, having my followers, you know, go over there as well. And then I also just recently launched an email newsletter. So that's kind of my way of taking, you know, the people who are my followers on TikTok and getting their email, getting their contact information. So now they're like in my ecosystems because that's what you have to think about, right? If social media, all of the social medias could go down tomorrow in theory and in, you know, everything you've built there could be gone if you don't have them somewhere else under your belt. So that's what I'm working on as well. That is awesome. Yep. You know, I, I, I've been screaming into the wind. <laughs> in 2009, when we launched our software, like not just buy my software, but do something to grow mm -hmm. your list because it used to be those who die with the, with the biggest toys win. Now it's the biggest list, right? Because you can then, if you ever decide to sell your business, if you have a list of 10,000, 20,000 active email lists that actually respond and open your emails and things like that, your business is so much more valuable as your exit strategy, right? So we all have to think about that and protect it. It's like business insurance mm -hmm. and it's a business asset, obviously. So it's a two, two for one. So I love that you're, you're doing that. So smart girls. So smart. <laughs> um, okay. But also like other, other brands like copy features. So I know Instagram mm -hmm. kind of took 
the idea of reels from TikTok. And so yeah. they're always trying to add all these other things. I'm you didn't even mention Instagram. Do you ever put your your you know repurpose your TikTok onto Instagram? Yeah, so I am actually not even a huge fan of Instagram. I think hmm. with reels, they've like you said, they really tried to emulate what TikTok can give. And I don't copy. think they've been, yes, we know it's copying them. <laughs> yes. And I don't think they've been very successful at that. Mm. So I okay. I haven't seen that it'd be worth it for me to post content on there as my gift guide because um the, it's the discoverability part, right? Like TikTok algorithm is so good for discovering new people, new people being discovered, and Instagram just still doesn't have that. It's really they're trying, um, and maybe it'll get better if they're the only option, you know? Um, right. But I would say, yeah, I would say, and I don't know, but just Instagram is trying so many different things at once. They can't uh, nail anything at the moment is my opinion, but, you know, that might change as well. Yeah. I was actually at the Social Media Marketing World Conference a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about, of course, all the different, hello, it's Social Media Marketing World. And so um, they're actually saying that there is kind of a hidden agenda regarding yeah. meta yeah they, they're it's called oh now i'm blanking on it i have a picture of it um it's i think it's called unconnected unconnected something anyways i did a, a reel about it but it's basically saying is they're trying to show your content to people who are unrelated or unconnected to you um and so that's a new initiative that's driving forward so the yeah. it's it puts the onus on the business owner to create content that is both educational and entertainment, right? They mm -hmm. call it edutainment. Yeah. Um, because new people who've never even heard of you is this unconnected, right? So if you can do something that your friends will think is clever and fun and they will share it, then it'll share people that are in their unconnected and in your, so that whole like junior high congruent circles. They have two friends and they have two friends, right? <laughs> all the new people. Um, so that's a thing. So I think they're picking up on the fact that TikTok has nailed that um that algorithm yeah. and they're trying they're trying to copy it. So yeah, but I think but it's good that you have, you know, you're saving all of your stuff and you can repurpose on any content, any platform that that comes up, which is awesome. Um, something yeah. I I failed to ask you earlier is how do you get to work with the cool brands that you you do? Like we talked about PopSocket. <laughs> yeah, that's a great and question. Hubba Bubba. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at all the things. And Hubba Bubba, you have all these fun brands. So how did you get, how did you that come about? Yes, you'll see my face on a lot of brand pages, which was definitely a goal of mine because I think that's so fun. Um, so a lot of it is, I guess it's two parts. So one would be just networking and people that you know. A lot of these brand connections have come from people I went to school with or people that I've worked with before, or I go to a ton of networking and social media events out here in Los Angeles. So meeting people there, and even if you don't think it's a strong connection at the moment, like they might know someone who knows someone. So a lot of our clients have come from just people within our uh, network. We went to one event out here in LA and met this guy named Matt and he just seemed really cool. Um, you know, no big deal. He was like, Oh, I'm, I work in a marketing agency. We'd love to like work with you guys someday. So we're like, cool. And then we, uh, you know, followed him on social media, chatted a little bit and then 
realize later that he's Matthew Lowe, who's Rob Lowe's son, uh, which we didn't connect for a while. And then we're like, oh, wow, like he's a big deal. Um, and then the marketing agency he works at is absolutely huge, like billion dollar company. They work with top brands and they were wanting they do traditional media and we're wanting, you know, TikTok experts to come in and help with their their brands. Um, and that's how we got Hubba Bubba because Mars is their client. So we started making content for them. And so it all starts, you know, with just meeting people and expanding your network. Um, and then the oh, other side of it. hundred percent relationships is all. I mean, I'm hundred percent like, thank you for saying that because it's true. And you never burn a bridge because you never yeah. know. He might move from that company to another company and it would bring you along. So it's mm -hmm. all about the connections. And our business has been 100% like relationships. And, you know, yeah. since we started in 1988, which is, I don't know, about the year you were born, right? Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. Trying to be nice. I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> finish, finish your story. So that's, yeah. So you met this gentleman. He brought you in. And, um, and so how did that start? Like he just said, let's create stuff. You have a contract, things like that. Yeah. So we just, you know, tried for a while back and forth, um, trying to figure out what would be best. And then we started with our Hubba Bubba content. We made a few videos for them for their TikTok to like relaunch that. Um, and, you know, we still have a great relationship with them and might do more content in the future. That's not um, what, before, I'm sorry, I was wanting to be more clear. Like, did you like grab a, stick of hubba bubba and make a sample for them like and show that you love their brand or was it they basically just looked at what you've done before and said do something similar for us or how did that work out yeah that's a great question there was a lot that went into it um and i'm sure that's probably interesting for your viewers so i can talk about it a little bit um so the marketing agency that primarily works with mars and hubba bubba they um, we're pitching them on like, let's revamp your TikTok. And so what they did was they created a, like a massive pitch deck, probably 30 slides or so with the concepts and the images and the references and the creators and outlining everything that we could possibly do for them on TikTok. Um, and then they would send that to my team, um, to just kind of like redirect them in the right direction and like tweak a few things. Cause you know, we were the TikTok experts. They ne weren't necessarily, but they were experts on the brand and the client and stuff like that. So that's how we kind of worked together. Okay. Um, we came up with the TikTok references and the video ideas and things like that, what we could do. Um, so we pitched that to them. They approved everything. We filmed it, you know, a couple rounds of edits and then it was finally posted. But did you get the contract even to start the whole strategy in the beginning? Or did you have to do all that work and then get a contract to actually produce the videos? Um, yeah. So when we're creating the pitch decks and everything, that's it. You know, nothing was set. We didn't know what we were going to be working on or how much or anything at that point. It was really just trying to sell the client on what we could do for them. And that's okay. what all of pretty much social media agencies are like, which is the hard part about it, if I'll be honest, is, um, you know, when you maybe have a lead, a client lead, a brand who might want to work with you, there's so much work you have to do up front of, you know, proving your value and what you can do for them and why this is right. important. And like I was talking about earlier, a lot of brands don't see TikTok as being that important right now. So we're trying to convince them that it is and what we can do. Um, and so that's, you know, maybe a couple month process of doing a lot of work um, without having any deal on the table necessarily yet. And especially right. if it doesn't come through, then that's kind of not wasted time, but um, sure. difficult part of running a business and trying to close deals for sure. 
Right. Well, there's a term, it's called betting on the come, right? So you're doing all the work ahead of time, Mm -hmm. betting that something big will come. And that does get frustrating. Um, And as you grow as an as a um, agency, you know, slowly as you get to the point where you can say, okay, we have a fee for our strategy. Mm -hmm. We have a fee for creating, you know, a pitch deck that you can give to your clients um, and it'll get, it'll get to that point. Just wanted to let you know. I mean that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We've done that a couple of times. Um, and usually if they do sign on, you know, we'll, we'll include that money they spent on the deck into the fee. So it's like yes. a part of it and also yeah. another incentive. So there's, there's ways to work around that for sure. Very cool. I just want to encourage you yeah, <laughs> yeah. because I think that sometimes we think, um, I have to do everything for free. And at the end, you know, they already got all the content, all the strategy, all the things up front. Um, and it does get frustrating. So I just want to give you hope so um but you're killing the game girl i'm so proud of you okay we're we're winding down because i know that you're a busy girl and i want to see some of the other questions i had here for you um so let's bring it back around to the business owners that are maybe watching this Mm -hmm. so what is the first thing people should do to get started creating viral content i mean not i know not everything is going to hit it out of the park and the less you plan the better it is but what would be the first thing people should do or maybe the top you know, two or three things? Yeah, for sure. So if you want to get started today, again, I would say to do research on what other people are doing right now and translate that into what who you are and what you want to say. Um, when I first started my gift guide on TikTok, basically, I my goal was I wanted to start getting brand deals um, to start making money from it because I had a different TikTok account that was entertainment news. And it just wasn't set up well for brand partnerships. And that's the only, you know, kind of main way to make money at the moment with that. Right. So I had paused on that account, started this new account. And so what I wanted to do was from the beginning, make all of my videos talking about the brands I love, gift recommendations, product recommendations, so that once I started doing sponsorships where, you know, people would pay me to talk about their product it wouldn't seem out of the blue or weird. Like all the videos would sound and look the same. Um, and Very so it would just be set up really well for that. So that was my idea from the beginning. Um, and then my strategy was to post twice a day, every day from Monday to Friday for, you know, however long, but I ended up doing that for two months straight and, you know, I was just starting a new account. So Sure. It definitely wasn't going viral. Every yet. day, twice a day, even Saturday and Sunday. Like you're doing every day, just creating. Just Monday through Friday. Oh, Monday through Friday. Okay. Yes. So twice a day. So that's about 10 videos a week, right? Right. Um, and I do a lot that's of batching content. I mean, they're, they're short. I mean, if they're you can short. do them, right? Batch yeah. them in and get them done and then you could live your best life, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was the plan. Um, and I ended up doing that for about two months before my first viral video kind of took off. So it takes, you know, a little bit of time. Um, yeah, if I can interrupt for a second, what was it? What was that one video that took off? Yeah. So it was a video that took me probably two minutes to make. (laughs) Um, and (laughs) it's so crazy because there was a lot of like strategy behind it. I think just with like all the years of experience and all the things that I've done, like that's just like ingrained into it for me. So even though it's like, oh my gosh, it was so easy for me. Like it's just because I'm experienced, I guess, but Practice um, makes perfect, right? Yes. 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 <laughs> so um, basically when I was doing my gift guide, you know, there's so many different things you can talk about with gifts, right? There's a holiday every month. There's 
so many things you can talk about. So I was really trying to decide what should I actually talk about. And when I was starting, I just covered everything under the sun, Mother's Day, Easter, like all the holidays and topics. And then when my viral video took off, it was uh, kind of like a relatable joke or meme about how hard it is to buy gifts for men, right? Like it's always about whiskey glasses and wallets. And it's like, you know, you can only give that so many times or maybe they don't drink whiskey. And that's like, those are the like stereotypical guy gifts, right? But we want right. other other ideas than that, right? So I'd made a video like that and people loved it. It was so relatable. They're like, you know, I can never find any gifts for my husband or my brother or whatever. So that's when I really was able to refine my strategy even more and say, okay, now all my followers, because I gained a bunch from that video. Now I know it's women who have a man in their life that sucks to shop for. So that's like, from then on out, like that, that's all the videos that I did was like gifts for men, uh, because I knew that's what people wanted. Um, so yeah, there's my page. You can check it out. Yeah, in um, fact, I'm going to bring my, I'm going to bring myself down into the green room and I'm going to make it big and you can kind of like point out certain things. Okay. So I'm going to go okay, down sure. and then I'll have it um, be big, just show everyone. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, back to the question of how, you know, what you should start with, I would say, try a bunch of things. You know, I was talking about every different video idea, gift guide, holiday, whatever. And then once you have a viral video, you can see what people actually want and gravitate toward from that. And then you're going to take that. And that's now your new, like even more targeted niche. And it really helps because then you're not thinking about, oh my gosh, what should I create a video about today? There's so much. I have so many ideas. Um, it can help narrow it down for you. So these are the videos I've done so far. A lot of gifts for your boyfriend. Um, re if you do recurring series, part one, part two, part three, that's great because people know what to expect. Um, there's some Valentine's ones that I did. And, you know, I would say come up with content pillars that you want to focus on as well. I do vlogging is one where I'll go shopping for gift gift ideas. You know, just a normal gift guide is another one that I do where I'll just talk about gifts that I'm loving with screenshots from the website. Um, these are a bunch of brand deals from Christmas time. But yeah, you can see a lot of them are gifts for him. So now a lot of the brand deals that I do are men's products, which is so funny because I just get... <laughs> Reduce your expectations to zero. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of like, I mean, TikTok's great with memes, obviously. So as much as you can be relatable and funny is really going to help you go viral for sure. Um, but yeah, that was kind of how I started the gift guide and how I... Obviously, gift giving itself is a very niche topic, right? So I would say niche down to something that can make you stand out. Um, try a bunch of stuff within that. Once you have some traction or go viral on one video, like know that that's what people really want. And then you can focus on that and just repeat the same thing over and over again. That's pretty much what I do. <laughs> I love that. And I only clicked on that one because it had so many views. It had like 50,000 views on that. And what's interesting is you didn't talk about a product in that mm -hmm. video, right? You're just being kind of funny and silly about it, yeah. right? Yeah. That's interesting. And so um, uh, would that be a suggestion as well? Like mix up your content and not only be like buy from me, buy from me, but something that might be a little bit more silly. 
Yeah, of course. I saw something recently that was super helpful um, for even me, but I would say there's two different types of content that you should do on any page, on any platform, whatever. First one is low context. So meaning, hmm. um, you know, a new person can watch your video and they don't need to know a lot about who you are and what you do to understand it and to like be invited into your platform, your brand, whatever you're, you're saying, that's going to get the new people in. That's the funny stuff. That's the lighthearted stuff, the relatable. Um, that's what's going to bring people in. And then the second type of content that you should also include periodically is high context. So the stuff where your community, you have to know the inside jokes. You have to have seen my last video to know what I'm talking about. Like, cause that makes you feel like, Oh, now we're friends. You're, and now you're, you're the in the crowd, right? The popular crowd. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's kind of the two different types of videos you should be doing 50 50, right? So you're, you're bringing new eyes in at the same time that you're cultivating the community that you have. I love that. Is that why so many people do the part one, part two? Yeah, I think um, that that helps a, a series like that. So people, you know, come back, they want to see it. Um, and it's, it's almost like a TV show, right? We're kind of talking comparing TV to TikTok. It's really like that, especially with people going there for their entertainment now it feels like you're watching the new episode in your latest reality show like we were talking about right so like if you cut it up that way people are going to consume it that way as well that's awesome okay so this brings me to my because gosh we i could talk to you all day it's so much fun and we'll be yeah. talking more about the book which is going to be fun um but if someone is like okay i get the ideas for my own brand but maybe they want to become an influencer for other brands like you mm -hmm. what would you suggest they do to do that yeah. Okay. That's a great question too. Um, Cause you maybe so, have to hire them someday. I'm just saying. Yes. I would love to hire you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, you know, for my gift guide, just I, for my brand deals for that, I was getting a ton of inbound leads, right? So brands coming to me saying, we want you to promote our product. And that was simply because I was posting so often. So many people were seeing my stuff. Um, that's awesome. So put it, if you put yourself out there, like, people are going to see it. Probably the right person's going to see it. Um, so that's one way to get noticed by brands. Another is to just go for it yourself and like pitch yourself, put it together, a media kit, um, you know, have some traction, have something that you can kind of show for what you want to do. Or even if you have nothing, say, I have these great ideas. I think I could do this for your brand. Um, just search for the email of the social media person at that company, you know, email them, Cold emails, of course, are always difficult. Sometimes they never get open. Sometimes right. people see it and it's perfect, but you got to try, right? So I think a mix of outbound and inbound uh, reaching out. I love it. Would you suggest going through an agency that specializes in marketing creators to brands? Is that a thing? Yeah, there's a ton of agencies like mine out there right now um, that you could reach out, reach out to too because we're the ones with the brand connections. Sometimes we have multiple, right? Relationships. So, yeah. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can say, you know, Hey, I'm a content creator or I do X, Y, and Z. And I'd love to work with the brands that you have, um, you know, if that's possible. And sometimes, you know, maybe they'll reply and say, Hey, like, yeah, that sounds great. We don't have anything right now, but like, we'll keep you in mind. Um, and so that's a great way to do it too. That is awesome. Thank you so much. I, again, just being authentic, be you either for your brand or a brand who might be interested in hiring you. I mean, that'd be kind of a fun side hustle. That's cool. But you are obviously your, your company, um, which I'll put up here again. 
which is Digital Magician Studios. And I just realized I didn't put that website, but um, is it digitalmagicianstudios.com? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes when we um, when we air this. But um, I also want to encourage everyone to get the gift guide because that will also give you some great ideas, not only for gifts, but it'll also give you some great ideas. You can get on our newsletter list um, and people, you know, you could see how it's done um, that you can use as, again, uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? <laughs> and yes. getting ideas from Gabby, which is awesome. And I think, did I put it up? on the, um, it's here, gabbygonta.com forward slash Gabby's gift guide. Also put that in the show notes so you can click onto that. And it's just a form to fill out, which is easy peasy. So that is awesome. All right. So Gabby, I'm going to, we're going to wrap up the show. I'm going to put you in the green room um, for the final uh, wrap up. But then if you can stick around, I want to take a cute little picture of us so we can, we can promote the show and promote your gift guide. Is that cool? Yeah. Thanks so much, Mary. This was so fun talking with you. Oh, it's so much fun seeing you in a professional light. I know this sounds silly, but I'm so proud of you. You know, I just, you, uh, you are killing the game. Again, I've been in marketing for, like I said, it's my 35th year in December. Um, And so I've seen all forms of marketing, what works, what doesn't. And obviously you're doing something that's working and blessing so many people um, and using your influence for good, like helping brands make more money so they can hire more people and do more good in the Mm -hmm. world because you know, they say that, you know, money isn't evil, but being poor is, what, what, there's a, there's a, is that people think, oh, I don't want to make any money. Well, that's silly. You can do more when you have the money to do good with it. So yes. I encourage people to figure out how to do this, sign up with Gabby, learn from her, um, in her, um, experience, obviously she knows what she's doing. So that's awesome. All right. I'm going to put you down and we're going to wrap it up and I'll see you in a couple of minutes. Again, thanks everybody for um, watching this today. Again, this has been the Brilliant Marketing with Mary show. We aired every Thursday at 1230. I hope this has blessed you with some great information to help you build your brand um, and help it go viral, which we love to do. All right, girl. All right. I will see you in a couple minutes. And until then, you guys have a blessed day and be brilliant in all you do. All right, here we go. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products, and services at anotherbrilliantidea.com because everyone needs another brilliant idea. Make sure to join me for another episode every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific or 2.30 Central on my globally recognized show, Brilliant Marketing with Mary. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's my, dad. my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. 
on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.